Welcome to The Rock Church, a vibrant, enthusiastic, edgy church meeting in West Bridgeford, Nottingham. You can find out more about us by visiting the-rock.org.uk. We hope you were blessed by this message. So, let's give it up. I'm just about to call you up, you sat down. Let's give it up for Pastor Ali Ken. Woohoo! You put me on the spot. I, I'm no good under pressure. If I have just a couple of minutes to think about something, I'm much better on the spot. If, if not, I'm not. I'm not always the best. And I can be, like this morning. I mean, that was, yeah, that was that was all planned. This morning. I, it was a bit like a talent show that knew, nobody knew was going to happen, including me, and there wasn't much talent on the show. Basically, one of the, both my videos didn't work, and Rod shouted, get the guitar! So, what am I going to do? I got the guitar. The rest, you have to watch on YouTube. So, and the, I don't want to boast, and the piano... And a little bit of triangle. Yeah, there you go, beat ya, beat ya. Anyway, let's let's stick to the let's stick to the program. Uh, so, a few months ago, Kate and I were drawn to a documentary on Channel Four. And I'm going to show you a, a clip or two of that in a second. But the reason that we were drawn to it is because we are big Red fans. You know what I'm talking about? Nottingham Forest. Come on, come on. And uh, there are other football teams that you can support. Anybody got any other? West Ham, Leeds United, any, any others? Arsenal, Chelsea? Who? Right, okay. This, is, this has gone to pot very quickly. Anyway, this documentary, if you haven't seen it, uh, it's worth watching, even though it's about a Nottingham Forest player, Jesse Lingard. Anybody seen the documentary? Right, it's worth seeing on all four. Thank you. I see that hand. I see that hand. Yeah. And um, I'm going to show a clip for it. But what, what I want you to see is that it's, uh, it's a documentary of Jesse's life and the ups and downs of his life uh, are, are quite incredible. I'm sure... We've had ups and downs in our lives, and whether you've had more than him or less, that's not the point. But what I want you to look out for is, at the end, just a few minutes clip, at the end, why, what his reason was for changing teams to Nottingham Forest. Okay, so if you're not into football and you don't know anything about Jesse Lingard, that's fine, but he was top of his game, playing for club and country, knocking goals in for fun uh, for several years, and then he had situations in his personal life that brought him really, really low, which you'll see just quick clips of. Uh, and then he rejuvenated his career uh, recently at the good old West Ham. Stephen, that's your point to cheer. He's folding his arms like he did this morning. I give you every opportunity, but you're not taking either of them. And, uh, and that was last season. And he could have stayed with West Ham, but he chose to come to Nottingham Forest. And there's a reason why that you will... See, are we all good for the video, Rory? I'm not quite sure what that sign language was, but ah, uh, yeah, he's doing the money sign. Yeah, there was that, but you'll see there's something else. 
Jesse Lingard. Lingard looks incredible. I never jumped off was to play football. Absolutely exceptional. Family's the most important to me. I wouldn't be here without any of them. He's a local lad and a local hero. Football can put you in a dark place sometimes. It's a mentally training sport. Mum dealt with depression from when I was born. I just want to make her proud. You don't think that the day will come where she gets that bad that she has to get sent away. I've got to go on the pitch and do well, but I might have to look after my little brother and sister. What's happened to Jesse Lingard? They're making me more down, more depressed. I felt like the game was just passing me by. Trying to ball things up. This is like as a goal. Deep down, it's like, oh, my helmet. You know, it, was, it was tough, man. I was in a dark place. I was drinking a lot. I don't even, I don't even drink that much, I mean, but I was drinking a lot. I, I needed that to, like, Made me be like, oh, like, I can forget about everything now. Like, this is gonna make me forget. This is gonna make me forget. And that was obviously making me more down, more depressed as well. Um, so I weren't, you know, weren't myself at all. Um, you know, I was becoming a different version of myself. Which, that's not me. I'm always, you know, happy-go-lucky, like, bubbly person. At 25, 26, you should be fun-loving, free, happy, and I'm seeing somebody looking at them like the world's on their shoulders, and they they have no escape. It got to a point where it's like, like, I'm on the pitch, but I'm not on the pitch. Do you know what I mean? Like, games like, vroom, 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 like it's me just stood there in the middle, like, I'm not there, do you know what I mean? My brother's got a video of me just sat on, let's lay on the couch, just like, head down, like, it's like three minutes, four minute video. Don't know what I was thinking or what, but there's probably a million things in me. They even want to go, like, out in public, they want to go for dinner, they want to do nothing, so I stay in the house. Just, just literally staring. It was too much pressure, it was too much pressure. It was too much on my shoulders. Like, I just felt like I didn't want to play anymore. Yeah. Uh, people think, oh, like, you live in a nice house, you're getting money, yeah. like, drive a nice car, you're sweet, you're happy and that, yeah. No, like, money's not... Be all end. Be all end, it doesn't make you happy or not. No, it doesn't. Like, if your family's, like, suffering and, like, you're going through things, why am I going to be happy? Like, that can't... I mean, money can't make you happy. Don't say, obviously. Like, if someone's not well and ill, money can't... Money can help that. get the best people, but it's not going to help her, like, her health and that. Help before anything, like, and family before everything. Let's start with Jesse Lingard. He's on this free, having left uh, Manchester United this summer. There's been a new offer coming for him. What's the best guess for his destination? A surprise offer in the last 24 hours. It came out yesterday. And uh, it comes from a club that not many people would have expected. Oh, my gosh, have you guys heard about the news? Jay Lings has signed for Nottingham Forest. He came because he wanted to work with a team that's shown him as much love and appreciation. A lot of consternation about his decision to, to join Nottingham Forest. Listen, we'll talk a little bit about Jesse Lingard now. And I can't lie, it shocked me. He's felt throughout of his career, he's never really got that time and love to, to give him a run of games that he feels that he's warranted for what he's achieved. Yes, Forest fans, Jay Lings here. I'm at the City Ground. Can't wait to see you all this season. Full to the rafters, rocking the place. Lots of love, Jay Lings. You chose after your time at, 
um, Old Trafford after your contract had come to an end to go to Nottingham Forest. A lot of people were surprised by that. A lot of people would have thought you would have gone to back to West Ham where you'd had an unbelievable run or even to Newcastle or somewhere like that. Why Why did you choose Nottingham Forest? Newly promoted team. They've just been promoted, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, why, why, why Forest? I think they showed the love. They showed, you know, the willingness and the hunger to want me. Who's gonna fly me here, here, there, and everywhere to to get a deal over the line? Um, things broke down at West Ham, negotiations, which obviously I can't get into too much. But you know, Nottingham showed the love a lot more than you know West Ham. Uh, to Jesse Lingard there for just speaking out his. His life, his emotions, his ups and his down. Because Simon's just reminded us what's happening with the men's ministry and what he wants to do with that. And it's really, really important for us guys to do that. But you've got a high-profile person there and a male. I think, I think that is a, a good benchmark for, for other men to model. Uh, you've got somebody like Rory whose passion and purpose in life is to help people like that who end up through various circumstances whether specifically with their head on the couch just staring into space with million one thoughts going through your head or just nothing going through your head and there's so much of that about but the thing that I hope that you saw there was his reason for coming to Forest was the love. The love. And it reminded me of a film that I watched years and years ago. I don't know whether it reminded you of a certain film, but Jerry Maguire. Who's seen Jerry Maguire? A brilliant film. Again, I'm going to show just a shorter clip of that now. But the bit I want to show you in Jerry Maguire is just a little theme, thread going through the film, all based around this word Quan, Q-U-A-N. And it's supposedly, uh, you've got Cuba Gooding Jr. playing Rob Tidwell, and he's the American footballer in this film. And you've got Tom Cruise, his agent. And Tidwell and Tom Cruise's character, Jerry Maguire, that's what the film's about. They've got this kind of, not love-hate, but they've got this tense relationship and, uh, but they, they, they love each other at the end of the day. And you see that in the end clip. But you'll probably know the film from the famous line, show me the money. Do you remember that? Show me the money. So there's money involved, and there's money involved, as Jesse Lingard said there. But this word Quan, he, uh, Tidwell puts to, puts to Jerry Maguire that it's not just about money, but... This word Quan is money, but it's also relationship, it's community, it's love, it's respect. And just see how this threads through and the, the, the brief highlights and the similarity to what we've just seen. Yeah, they are making the big sweet dollar. They are making the Quan. And you're talking. Quan. That's your word? Hell yeah, that's my word. You know, some dudes might have the coin, but they'll never have the quan. What, what is... It means love, respect, 
community and the dollars too, the entire package though. Quang. Great word. Hey, uh, I have a question for you. Are we really friends? Why not? I mean, because friends can tell each other anything if we have our friends' hats on, right? Yeah, I think so. All right. I'll tell you why you don't have your $10 million yet. Right what? now, you are a paycheck player. You play with your head, not your heart. In your personal life, heart. But when you get on the field, it's all about what you didn't get, who's to blame, who underthrew the pass, who's got the contract you don't, who's not giving you your love. And you know what? That is not what inspires people. That is not what inspires people. Just shut up. Play the game. Play it from your heart. And you know what? I will show you the quant. And that's the truth, man. That's the truth. Can you handle it? It's just a question between friends. You know? Oh, and when they call you shrimp, I'm the one who defends you. I want to be friends with them. Fine. And quit using that word, quant. That's my word. I'll see you in L.A. Your father leaves home on Christmas Eve leaves your family all alone, had a mother had to sweep out the steps at a prison just to earn enough money for tuition for you. Your brother loses a leg in a tragic bass fishing accident. I mean, there's been a horrific list of things that have happened to you in your life. I'm not gonna cry, Roy. <laughs> well, actually, we have some very good news for you. This has just been handed to me. A memo, it's signed, it's a contract, guaranteed. Arizona Cardinals, four years, 11.2 million dollars you're gonna get to play in arizona where it all started finish up your career in arizona what do you think of that You're militant, but I ain't mad at you. I ain't got nothing but love for you. I love my teammates. I'm, I'm leaving somebody out here, well, we Roy. Don't, we only have a half hour on the show. Oh, wait, 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 Roy, I'm, I'm forgetting somebody. Jerry Maguire, my agent. You are my ambassador of Quan, man. Rod, thank you so much. Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> My ambassador of Quan, I love that. It reminded me actually, Quan, that word, uh, the, the, the biblical word shalom, that's translated peace in the Bible. But it means so much more than peace. It means prosperity, it means love, it means community, and all those things. It's such a full word, and, um, and, and it reminded me of that. So we, we see here that Jesse Lingard receives love that he needs to make a decision. We see... Jerry received love from Rod Tidwell in the end. But there's somebody who gives love, another J. His name is Jesus. And Jesus came as God in human form. He came as love because God is love, so Jesus is love too. 1 John 4, 8, the Bible says, 
God is love. He doesn't just love, he is love. So when we accept him, we, we take on his persona of love. The love that Jesse and Jerry experience there that we've seen on the screens is the love of God. Because God is love and we're made in his image. So when we love, you know that feeling of love. Even maybe before you even made a commitment to Christ, you know what love was. Because we're created in God's image. And if he is love, then we have the capacity to love, whether we're in Christ or not. And that's what, particularly focusing on Jesse Lingard there, he knew what love was. He had a manager in a club who demonstrated that love because love has to have legs on it, right? For it to be true love. Can't just be words alone. That's tweetable. Love has to have legs. I just came up with that. I think that's good. I think we should put that on. Um, if I don't say so myself. I'm so humble. Lord, exalt me. <laughs> but we have that. We have, if, we, if we are in Christ, we have crisis. We have love in us. So whether we're inside of Christ or outside of Christ, we have the capacity to love. But love that Jesse and Jerry are just talking about then have experienced won't hold any eternal value. It's just a taster, if you like, or maybe a teaser, not a great word, but it's just a promise of something so much greater that we as human beings can have. And when we get Christ in us, we have the perfect, first-hand, constant, living experience of love in our lives. And God wants us to live in that love. I'm saying that all as background to keep us on track with this journey that we're on of the six weeks of greater intimacy with God. Because the intimacy with God has to be based on a, an intimate love relationship. It's not some theological relationship. It's not just a relationship where we do things and God blesses. It is that, but it's a love relationship and we need more people to stand up particularly men to say I'm not afraid to say I am in love with Christ because it's not a namby pamby soft lilac-y sorry people who like lilac that kind of love it is that for those people who want it to be but it's so much more it's an all-powerful love you know what I'm talking about even before you were in Christ you knew how powerful love was they sing about it. You know, The Power of Love is the most used song title ever. It's no surprise, is it? The Power of Love. I really want to break out in song now, but after this morning, I don't think I should. So we'll leave that. So we've got Christ living in that power. But the thing is, as Christians, we can have that love, but not be connected to it. So God is in us, but we can disconnect from him. Now, he's, he's always there. No, you can't escape his presence. The Bible says that. And he's always in us, but we can detach ourselves from the power of his love. And we do that by moving toward the flesh and not the spirit. And that is our focus of this week. Have you all been reading the book? Four of you? Five? So I see that hand. I see that hand. See, yeah, brilliant. Thank you. 
Um, did we give the rest of the books out just now? Did I miss that? Put your hand up if you haven't got the book yet or you missed out the last week or two because we've got a few extra ones. Claire, just keep your hand up or just look around at Claire and she'll, she'll get one to you. So the first two weeks that we looked at in this journey of intimacy towards God and that whole aspect of being saved, living with him into a closer relationship. Keep your hand right up if you need one. We started by looking at our position in Christ, which was who we are. And we talked about being saints, right? And then last week, we looked at the journey towards uh, holiness, and that was sanctification. And if you haven't clued on by now, then each week as a theme beginning with S, um, because I just felt like I had to do that. So I squeezed in a few kind of dubious words, but we've got self this week. And of these six weeks, you'll notice that there's a, there's a gear change between weeks two and three and four and five. And whereas weeks one and two was a little bit more kind of principled, a little bit more theoretic, theoretical, this is where the rubber starts to hit the road. This is where we've got to really move into action. This is where we've got to drive forward in what God is saying to us. So when we talk about self, let me remind you of some of the common things that we've been talking about the last few weeks, and that is that we are spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. Remember that? Okay, God comes, we invite God into our life, and he comes, remember, with his capital S spirit into our small S spirit, and he lives within us. That is the best news of all time. But with God, there's always even better news. There's always even better news. And the even better news is that we can be full of him. We can have be overflowing. The Bible says we can have it's like rivers of living water bubbling up so much inside us that they overflow out of our lives. And that's how God wants us. And that was the whole essence of we're, we're in Christ week one, but now we in week two we, we looked at the fact that we want to be full of him. Now, week three and four, we look at the obstacles. And it's self this week, and then next week it's sin. And then we'll have another gear change. Now, they're, they're, they're connected, but we're talking about self. The biggest thing that can get in the way of us fulfilling our life in Christ to the maximum, as Jesus wants us to do, John 10, 10, I've come that you'll have life and have it to the full, is that... We do things our way. We do things according to our agenda. We do what we want to do, even as Christians. And that can be good things, good, quote, unquote. But if they're not good things that God has commissioned us to do, then they're going to hold no value. They're going to be burned up as by fire when the day of judgment comes. The devil understands the love of God more than anybody in this room. We've mentioned before that he was so close to God in eternity past. He knows the love of God. He's, he, he's experienced it firsthand. Yeah, we don't want to go into that, and we've done that already, but uh, he was cast down to heaven after... after uh, he sinned and pride came into his life and he's our adversary the bible says he's the one who's warring against us in the here and now even though we've got the the, the light 
and the glory of Christ shining inside of us, he's, he's the one who's wanting to pull us down. And the main way he does that, and the Bible says we shouldn't be unaware of his schemes, is that he gets us, and I'm going to stand in the middle in my soul realm here, and I've got my spirit here just, just for illustration purposes. It's probably best imagined... I don't think I did this in the, in the book as a diagram, but it, 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 with our body is the main circle, and in there is the flesh. And then we've got our soul smaller, and then our spirit is at the core of who we are. But we're spreading it out for illustration purposes. So I'm here, and then the, the spirit is in my spirit, let's say here, and then the flesh is in my body. Okay? Don't, again, if this is all new language to you, don't get the flesh which I'm going to refer to quite a lot, mixed up with the flesh and bone of the body, right? Two different things. Uh, let me read from let me read from Galatians um, chapter five because this will spell it out a lot better than me trying to waffle and explain it. In fact, let's let's see how we go with this. I might read the whole the whole thing. Crikey, time goes so quickly. Chapter 5, Galatians, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Um, let's skip a few verses. Verse 6, for in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision nor uncircumcision has any value. The only thing that counts is faith expressing itself through love. Okay, there's, there's the love angle. Right again. Verse 7, you were running a good race. Paul's, this letter, Paul's writing to the Galatians. They're having some problems and there's some bad teaching going on. And he says, you were running a good race. Who cut in on you to keep you from obeying the truth? That kind of persuasion does not come from the one who calls you. A little yeast works through the whole batch of dough. Let's go down to verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. But do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, let's get down to verse 19. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Right? So this is this kind of stuff, and we could probably put a more contemporary list together today, but this is the kind of stuff that even as Christians, with Christ in their spirits, the Galatians were dabbling in the flesh and these are the kind of things that were going off the acts of the flesh are obvious sexual immorality impurity debauchery idolatry and witchcraft hatred discord jealousy fits of rage selfish ambition dissensions factions and envy drunkenness orgies and the like I warn you as I did before that those who live this way uh, will not inherit the kingdom of God but he says the fruit of the spirit the nine fruit of the spirit love joy peace patience kindness goodness gentleness faithfulness self-control they are what we should be focusing on when we live in the spirit so here's the thing there's no neutral ground there's no neutral camped ground you're either in one or the other you're either facing towards the flesh and thinking lustful thoughts bad thoughts taking offense uh just being angry 
when you shouldn't be angry, there is a righteous anger we can have over here, but there's also an anger that we shouldn't have here. There's being just a, 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 a loose ends with people, out of sorts, all that kind of stuff. You're facing the flesh. And if you're not facing that, you're facing the spirit. There's no neutral ground. You're either doing one or the other. And the Bible says here, you know, you need to walk in the spirit so that you, not, you do not gratify the desires of the flesh or the sinful nature or the carnal nature. They're all pretty much the same thing. So my main encouragement for us tonight as we start to journey in week three and focus in on the self, we, always, we already kind of had this presented to us in week one, if you remember one of those days where we looked at how we made three parts. But we need to focus in on the spirit. The more and more you focus on the spirit, the less and less you will want to do things from your selfish nature. That, that nature that can end up sinning, and when it sins, we end up disappointing God. He still loves us, he's still crazy about us, but we end up disappointing him. You know you can do that? You know you can make God sad? When we do things wrong, when we, when we, when we focus on the flesh... It saddens him. It grieves the spirit, the Bible says. He's still crazy about us, but that should want us to even more move according to the spirit. Because we want to walk in love, because that's the basic premise of what we've just talked about from the beginning and the nature of God, him in us. The devil knows that he can't he can't just reach in and grab our salvation and take it back. Right? He can't do that. But the next best thing, and it's a very close best thing in, in my understanding. This is, this is my perspective. You might have a different one. The very next best thing for the devil is to get you to walk in the flesh. Because you know what? You're an extra... You're more than a number, but hear what I'm about to say. You're another number going to spend an eternity in heaven. You're another number who has the kingdom of God right now, here and now. You're another person on this earth who can be at one with God, even in their shortcomings. And the last thing the devil wants to do is for you to take somebody along with you on that journey. And if you're in the flesh here, I don't know. I don't think you've got much chance. I think your odds are way, way lower here. Acts 1.8 says, I have come, this is Jesus. This is Jesus just between death, resurrection, and being ascending to heaven in that 50-day period, just before the birth of the church. A lot of maybe confusion, but expectancy around. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the outermost parts of the earth. And we can take that scripture, and we can think, right, that means I've got power to evangelize. Now, that might be the case. And I think it is indirectly. But it says you will be my witnesses. 
You'll be my witnesses. What for me that means is that people will witness a radically changed life when we live in the power of his spirit. Does that make sense? When people see you pre-Christ and see you now, they should see a difference. And it's a gradual one. That's what we looked at last week. But they should see, they should see your face light up. They should see joy when you should actually, according to your circumstances, be depressed. They'll see grace and mercy. They'll see forgiveness. Why? Because you had the greatest act of forgiveness given to you. So when you live in that power, you have the power to forgive people who don't deserve forgiveness. You have the power to love people who don't deserve any love. You have the power, and here's what I'm coming to, you have the power to deny your flesh, your selfish desires. Don't minimize that, because without God, you were a slave to that. However many years it was before Christ came into your life, that was your master. That was your ruler. You didn't realize at the time, but you lived according to your own desires, your own will and purpose. And that might have been quote-unquote good, but it was self and not God. You put yourself, you acted, whether knowingly or unknowingly, as a God. And then you find the real thing. And then he fell off then. You find the real deal. And it's like, Wow. I realized I was playing at God here. Now I've got the real thing. Lord, just come, just come, just come. Even now, he's reminding some people in this room of what actually happened when you got saved. You had the fullness of heaven come and live inside. You had love in its extremity invade your life through permission, but wanting to come and saturate you in that love. And when you live in here, you're a witness. You're a witness in your workplace. You're, you're even a witness if you're just walking past somebody in the road and you don't even speak to them and you just give them a smile and they see something in you. They just see something in your face. Because you're a new creation, that's why. You're a new, you look the same in the mirror, but according to the spiritual realm, and people see in the spirit, people might not understand, but the spiritual realm is alive and well. And they might not know it, but they're seeing Jesus. And it might be the one time you stop and speak to them, or it might be the one gesture, or just smile, or act of love, grace, mercy, forgiveness, whatever it may be. And that can be all it takes. And then you talk about Jesus. And they realize, just like you did, they want it. They, they want buy into this 100%. But that doesn't happen here. I, I don't know. Maybe it does now and again. God's gracious. But you're not gonna, I don't think you're going to take many people to heaven. I know Jesus does it, but you understand my words. When you're living according to the flesh, that's the opposition. That's the opposite of living the spirit. It takes discipline. It takes intent. It takes will. Here, this is your choice. It's a mindset. You've got to choose to act according to the scriptures. It doesn't just happen magically. And then God's pleased here. You feel his presence more than you've ever done before. You see some wins in your life. Your confidence in God grows. Your faith in God grows. You might take a stumble. You might be tempted to turn. And you might really fall over here. But you can't 
fall fully off the edge in God. And when you do really fall, he picks you up. If you let him, he picks you up and he makes you even stronger because you've been places that other people haven't. So you can go there now and help people say, hey, hey, you're a bit close to the edge there. Do you realize? No, I didn't realize. All right, come here. Let me show you. Let me show you how you're meant to live. Let me show you what life is really about. Right here. And then his presence consumes you. And then the things of this world and this life and the trappings of wealth and all those things come into light, come into perspective. And the main thing in it all is being centered in the manifest presence of God where his love is just continually flowing and flowing. And that's where he wants us all. So I'm going to close by saying that there's, I'm going to categorize you all into three types of people. And the first type is those who don't know Christ. I don't know you all. And people will be listening to the podcast who have no clue who's listening. But the first category is those who don't know Christ. And I'm going to invite you in a second just to receive him into your life by faith. That's all it happens. It's not by works, it's by faith. And then there's people, whether you've been a Christian a day or a hundred years, in category two, who need more of this, who haven't experienced this power ever before. You think you might have done, but actually you're sensing now, actually, I think there is more to it. I would put it to you that there is a separate experience where the Holy Spirit consumes you, you get immersed into, and you are empowered to be an amazing witness for Christ. You don't do it in your own strength. I've tried that. It, it, it's hard work. It's really hard work. And then there's a third category of people who have had that experience, but you ebb and flow, you flip back. And I would put it to you that Ephesians says that we are to be being filled with the Holy Spirit. We need, every day, we need to ask God to refill us. So I'm going to pray two prayers to finish. One prayer for anybody who wants to receive Christ. I'm going to pray for you. You do it, but I'm going to pray for you that God will help you. And then I'm going to pray for people who want a baptism, an initial empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to call you up for that one, so be ready if you want that. There's going to be a bit of movement, right? I'm telling you now so that God can help you to bend your knees and straighten your legs and start walking up. And then for anybody else who's already had that, we're just going to pray a general prayer and close and for God to fill us afresh. So, Father, thank you for the privilege of speaking your truth as best I can into this room, into the podcast, whoever's listening. And I just pray in this moment that anybody who is not absolutely certain that they have a true, living, dynamic relationship with you, one that they know they are have been bought with a price, one that they know that they have been saved 
from the clutches of hell and are secure in you eternally and in the here and now. Lord, I pray for them that the words that I have spoken that are of you, that they would produce a faith inside of them that allows them to reach deep within themselves and pull out belief in you, that they would look up to you just as the Israelites looked up to the serpent on the staff, that they would be made whole and healed from the consequences of their sins in Jesus' name. Right, if, you have, if you're in Christ here, or maybe you've just prayed that prayer, and you want like two for the price of one right now, and you don't want to be saved, but you want to be empowered by the Holy Spirit, you want to be baptized in His Spirit. Um, so if you've never, ever experienced that, and maybe you're not quite sure, and you just want to come, and you want to just put your trust in God, and, and just be open to whatever He wants to do in your life, you can come forward now. I'm just going to lay a hand on you, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to move on. But... We, I just want to make sure that we've all, we're all empowered for this thing called life. Is there anybody, let's all just stand now, and is there anybody who wants just to come forward and just quickly be prayed for while everybody else is just in an atmosphere of worship and focus on Jesus? Is there anybody? Well, I hope that's good news because we're going to pray now. We're all going to pray. I want to encourage you to lift your hands to heaven just in a receiving hands in it, whatever it is for you, the main thing is that you've got your heart open, but we're going to right now invite the Holy Spirit to come, and you're going to pray with me, Lord, fill me afresh right now, fill me, fill me, come on, pray it out, speak it out if you need, just fill me afresh, Lord, your power your love, your grace, your might, your plan and purpose for my life. Lord, I need your power. I need the power of heaven right now to fill and consume me. If you can speak in another language, I want to encourage you to speak in a heavenly language right now and go for it. Don't, don't think about who's around you, in front of you, behind you. You need as much power as you can get right now for the next 24 hours or however long it is. Right now, just speak in a heavenly language because we're going to get ready to worship. God's going to do something incredible out of this moment. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's pray like we mean it. Let's pray like we're desperate. Let's pray, pray like we need every ounce of God and his power tonight. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you. More of you, Lord. More of you. We thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, let's worship.